Hey guys, it's Casey. Welcome back to my podcast. Um, today's episode, I'm going to talk about things that you shouldn't say to someone with infertility. And I want to start this podcast off by saying that I know that when people say these things to me, that their heart's in the right place, that they are trying to be supportive and encouraging. Um, but sometimes when a person who has not struggled with infertility tries to provide support or encouragement, they don't always fully understand what someone with infertility is going through. And I get it because, you know, years ago, before I was trying to get pregnant and struggle with infertility, I probably said these same things or probably didn't understand how these words could affect somebody. So I do want to say that if you have said these things to somebody, know that I'm not trying to say that you're a bad person or even tell you to stop saying them. You know, any kind of support or encouragement is always welcome and it's always nice to know that people are thinking of you and and that people want the same thing that you want for you. Um, it's just that sometimes when these things have been said to me, you know, maybe I've already been in a place where I'm feeling sad or you know, maybe it's just, you know, right after I've taken another negative pregnancy test or whatever. Um, and so sometimes these things have been said to me and it's just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Or sometimes these things are said so often that I just wonder, you know, what what exactly people are thinking when they say that. Do they really understand what it is that they are saying? Um, and so I just have a few things that have been said to me that I wanted to share with you guys how it made me feel when it was said and, um, you know, just how try to educate people on, you know, maybe how someone is going to feel when you might say these things. And I'm not trying to say to stop saying them because who knows, maybe other people that are struggling with infertility don't get upset when these things are said. These are just some things that have kind of rubbed me the wrong way when they've been said or you know, have just, I've wondered how they can come off as encouraging sometimes. But again, this podcast is all about me just talking about my struggles and, you know, how I feel about certain things and how I feel might not be how anybody else feels, but this is just my personal feelings and my personal experience with what I'm going through. Um, I also think that at the end of each episode, I'm going to give you guys an update on how our journey is going so far. Um, so if you have listened, you know my background, you know that I have PCOS, um, polycystic ovarian syndrome. And so I have struggled and you know that I have struggled with infertility for um, about two years now. Um, and so at the end of each episode, I'll just give you guys an update on where we are in our journey, if there are any updates to provide or just let you guys know how things are going um, at the time. So I'll go ahead and get started. Um, I really hope that this podcast doesn't turn out to be something that is that seems like it's bashing people. It's really not. I just wanted to talk about some of the ways that these things have affected me and how they've made me feel. Um, so the first one, and this is one that I do hear a lot, and it is when people tell me to stop trying. And when they say this, you know, it's usually followed with, you know, when my husband and I were trying, you know, it 
when when we stopped thinking about it, it just happened. And I get where people are coming from. What they mean when they say this is, you know, stop thinking about it, stop stressing because stress can, you know, affect you getting pregnant and things. And I understand where they're coming from. It's just, you know, when you say those words, stop trying. Obviously, the words taken literally kind of defeat the purpose because you do have to you know, there are things that have to happen in order for you to get pregnant. Um, you know, it's it's not like I'm going to get pregnant without doing specific things. And so, you know, I just, when I hear these words, sometimes I take them literally like, okay, you're telling me to not do anything, but that's impossible. You can't get pregnant without, um, you know, certain things. And so... I know that when they say this, they're just trying to be encouraging. They're just trying to say, you know, stop stressing about it. Stop worrying about it. You know, don't have every time that you guys try be something that you're thinking about while you're trying. Just kind of, you know, have fun while you're doing it, things like that. Um, And so I get that when they're saying it, they mean something else. But just those words in particular, stop trying, you know, as somebody who has been trying for two years, I, I, I never stop thinking about it and we never stop trying. We're always thinking about it in the back of our heads, my husband and I. And so, you know, usually with that, I just kind of, you know, laugh it off and go, yeah, you know, we, you know, we try not to stress about it, but the truth is that when you want something so badly, all you can do is think about it. You know, it's the, it's the same as if somebody is, if somebody really wants a promotion or really wants um, to be financially stable or, you know, whatever somebody wants, they are going to keep trying for it and they're going to keep working for it until it happens. And so it's the same thing. You know, we want a baby so bad. We want to start a family so bad that it is all we think about. You know, we both work, a full, we both work full-time jobs. We both have you know, our family and we have our cat. And, and so obviously we have things to occupy our time and we, you know, don't constantly just think about baby, 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 but it is always there in the back of our minds. Um, and so, you know, hearing those words, hearing stop trying, it's just sometimes, you know, you just kind of have to laugh it off and just go, yeah, you know, you know, we try not to stress about it when the truth is, is that when you are struggling, it is stressful because you don't know if it's going to happen at all for you. And when it's something that you want so badly, that kind of thought that it might not happen is a devastating thought. It's a thought that keeps me up at night. Um, And so, you know, that one, you know, I get people are just trying to be encouraging. Um, But sometimes it is just hard to hear because I get it. Like some people can get pregnant easily and they don't really have to try. Um, but unfortunately we do. We have to put in extra work and we have to try a little bit more than other people. Um, And this goes along with the previous one. Another thing that people say to me often that just sometimes can rub me the wrong way is just relax and you'll get pregnant. And so that kind of goes along with stop trying. But, you know, it's like telling someone, and this is probably an extreme comparison, but it's like telling someone who has a disease or has cancer or has some kind of illness, it's like telling them that if they relax, they'll be healed. Infertility is a disease, okay? It's it's not something that is just, you know, easily managed or it, it's a disease. 
it is. It's something that requires medication sometimes and requires a little extra work than, you know, somebody who's not infertile. And so just just saying just relax and you'll get pregnant, unfortunately, that doesn't work for us. That can't work for us. We're not just going to get pregnant because we relax and stop thinking about it. We do need extra help and we need, you know, different kinds of things to help us along. And so, you know, those are just two things that are kind of like, if you don't know that someone's struggling with infertility or if you did not have to struggle with infertility, those things sound like encouraging thoughts and they are encouraging. You know, people are coming from a really good place when they say these things. They're just trying to support you and encourage you and help you to not feel down on yourself. But when you don't have infertility, you don't understand the struggle. You know, it's just, it's not anything against you. Before I was diagnosed with PCOS, I didn't, I didn't fully understand. I was naive and I didn't know that people could really struggle to get pregnant. And, you know, my only experience with infertility was just if somebody was infertile, they couldn't have babies at all. But infertility is, it's a spectrum. I mean, it can be so many different things that can come in so many different shapes and sizes. And so it doesn't just mean you can't get pregnant. Sometimes it just means like with us that we need a little, a little extra help. Um, the next one, this one is one that I have had to talk to my family about this one and ask them to kind of intervene in certain cases. This is one that I do think that you shouldn't say to someone with infertility um, because this one really hurts. This one is like a, it's like a punch to the stomach. It's, it's gut-wrenching when somebody says this to you. And again, they usually say it coming from the right place. They usually say it because they're excited for you to start a family too, and they just want to know updates. But when people ask me, are you pregnant yet? It's kind of like a little reminder that, nope, I'm still not pregnant, but thanks for reminding me. And it's why I actually titled this podcast, nope, still not pregnant, because especially at family gatherings or things where you don't see people, like you might not see these family that often, maybe you only see them for holidays or whatever. Um, And so they might not know, they might not be close family, they might not know that we're struggling with infertility or for whatever reason it is, they just, you know, they're just curious. They, they are excited for you and they want to know, but again, if they have never struggled with infertility or even if they have, when you say it to someone who is constantly asking themselves that, when I'm constantly taking pregnancy tests and I'm constantly checking my ovulation and I'm constantly saying, maybe this is the month, maybe we'll be pregnant this time. Oh, maybe I am pregnant. I don't know. My period's a little late or whatever. I'm constantly asking myself this. And so when other people ask me, it's just a reminder that I'm not pregnant yet. And you know, I get why people ask. They they want to know if you are, but if I were, I would tell you. And if I were pregnant, but it was still new and we were waiting a little bit to tell you, I'm not going to tell you just because you asked me if I'm pregnant yet. You know, when, when, if and when it does happen for us, we will obviously let our family and friends know at the time that we think that is good to let them know at the time that we think that they need to know. But no one's going to say, 
oh yeah, actually, now that you asked me, I am pregnant. If you ask, even if you're just curious, I mean, usually people are excited to announce it or maybe they've planned a special way to announce it. And so if you ask them, are you pregnant yet? Even if they are, they're probably not going to tell you that they are. But when you ask someone someone with infertility or someone that is struggling if they're pregnant yet, it's just another reminder that they're not. And so every time it's asked, it just hurts, you know, and as someone who has struggled for as long as I have, I'm already hurting almost all the time. And so, you know, it's just a little, a little punch to the gut each time that it is asked. And again, I say this knowing that people have their hearts in the right place, but hopefully I can just educate people on why maybe they shouldn't say that specifically. That's one that I think maybe you shouldn't say to people. Because again, even if they are pregnant, maybe they have a special way they want to tell you. Or maybe they haven't told their close family yet, and so they're not going to tell you first. Um, and I will say that I, I see that people are asking me less, and so I think people are starting to understand and you know, maybe at first they just didn't realize how long we had been trying. Maybe they didn't know that we were struggling. And so that's fine. You know, I get it. I always know that they're coming from the right place. But it does hurt when it's asked. Um, I made a joke to my husband one time. Maybe I'm just going to start wearing a shirt to family gatherings that says, nope, still not pregnant. So that I can avoid the question. Um, a couple other ones that are... They're, I mean, they're not horrible when people say them. They're, again, just trying to be encouraging and supporting. And they're not ones that I would say don't say to people. But they are ones that just know that when you're saying it, sometimes it can hurt. Um, so another one that people say is, it'll happen when the time's right. And I've told myself this, too. I've said this to myself. You know, I'm not pregnant yet because there's a reason. There's, you know, the stars haven't aligned or there are other plans for my future And so there's a reason why I'm not pregnant yet. I say this to myself all the time. And so when people say it to me, I'm like, you know, I understand where they're coming from because I I say the same thing to myself. And so when people say it'll happen when the time's right, you know, I just, I go, you know, you're right. It will. Because they're just trying to be encouraging. They're just trying to be supportive. But sometimes when they say this to me, it, you know, it just kind of is like, well, why isn't the time right yet? Why? Am I ready, but my body's not? Because I have been ready. I've been ready for two years. I've I've been ready. And so that one hurts a little bit because it's, you know, it's a it makes me or it can make people that struggle with infertility kind of question, well, why isn't it at the time? What's wrong with me that it's not the time right now? Um, and so that one actually doesn't get said to me very often. I would act, honestly say I probably say that to myself more than other people say that one to me. And even when I do say it to myself, I have this internal battle with myself where I, you know, I go, I think, well, it'll happen when the time's right. And then the other side of me goes, well, why isn't the time right now? Um, and so this is another one that I get when people say it. They're just trying to be encouraging. Um... The last one is is one that is just, I have never personally been asked this one. And I think it's because we haven't been trying for 
that long compared to other people that I know try for many years before it happens. But I have heard of other people that I know that have struggled with infertility talk about being asked this question um, and how it made them feel. So this next one is not my personal experience, but it it's come from conversations with other people that have struggled. Um, and it's when people ask, what about surrogacy or what about adoption? And again, nobody has asked me this personally, but it did make me think, you know, what if somebody did ask me this? And my husband and I, we've talked about it. Obviously, we've We've had many conversations about, you know, what would happen if we couldn't get pregnant on our own. Um, And so we've talked about what our options would be. You know, we could go, we could do IVF, we could do surrogacy, we could do adoption. And all of those options are options that we would obviously look into if they were needed. But, and this is just me personally, obviously we want to be able to do it on our own. I want to carry a baby. I want to know that feeling of growing my child inside of me. And I know that my husband wants the same thing. He wants whatever baby we have to be our DNA and and to come from us. But we also have talked about, you know, the possibility of what if that's not possible? What if even surrogacy is not possible? What if my eggs aren't viable? Or what if, you know, he can't um, produce a child? You know, and... So we've also talked about adoption and obviously it's, you know, I know other people will adopt because they want to provide a loving home to people, to children that are abandoned or given up. And I get that. And I think that anyone that wants to do that or is willing to do that has such a big heart. And I think that they're doing a wonderful thing. And do I think we'll never adopt? No, I don't think it's off the table, but... We want to know what it feels like to have a child that is our DNA that comes from us. And that's our goal right now. Our goal right now is to conceive a child on our own or with help, but to have a baby that is our DNA. And so I've never been asked it. But if I were asked, I don't know what I would say. I don't. What about surrogacy? It's an option if it needs to be. What about adoption? It's an option if it needs to be. It's not off the table. It's just, it's not our goal. Our goal is to have a baby on our own. You know, and again, you know, this is just talking to other people that have been asked these questions and they've said kind of the same thing. That, you know, their ultimate goal is to have a baby on their own, but those options aren't off the table. Or for some people, they might be off the table. I don't know. For us, nothing's off the table. For us, we just want a family. No matter what way that family comes to be, we want a family. But our goal, our ultimate, you know, what we would love is for that family to be our DNA and to come from us. And I would love to carry that child on my own. I've always dreamed of, you know, looking down and seeing that belly and feeling the life inside of me. So that's just, that's our goal. But the other things are definitely not off the table if it needed to be. So those are just some things that that I would say, not necessarily all of them are things that you shouldn't say to someone that's struggling with infertility, but maybe just think about how they might feel if you say those things. Um, and I don't have advice as to what you could say instead. Sometimes you don't even have to say anything. Sometimes just say, I'm thinking of you, or I'm praying for you, or you know, keep me updated. Or even just a hug. 
sometimes just a hug, just letting them know that you are thinking of them and that you're excited for them for when it happens, but not asking if it's happened yet or, you know, trying to tell them that if they do this, it will happen. You know, maybe just thinking of ways to just be encouraging without offering advice, you know, because we've heard it all. We have, and we appreciate it all. We just appreciate any kind of encouragement, but there are some times when it just hurts when it's said. All right, so as I said at the end of each episode, I'm going to give you guys an update on how our journey is going so far. So you all know already that I have polycystic ovarian syndrome that we've been trying for about two years now, naturally. Um, I have only been on birth control once in my life, and that was when I was younger, just to try and regulate my periods. But we have never had any other form of birth control, Um, especially once we got married. We didn't use anything to prevent. Um, And I went to my doctor. I I, I think you guys know this already, too. I tried the keto diet. I lost quite a bit of weight on that diet. Um, And I'm still trying to lose more weight. But that didn't help. We still were struggling. Um, And so we went to the doctor a couple weeks ago, and she is starting me on Femera, which if you don't know what Femera is, it is a sister drug to Clomid, and Clomid is a very popular fertility medicine. Um, And so both these medicines are designed to help your body function the way that it should function to help you conceive a child. And so With this medicine, what I'm supposed to do is whenever my next cycle is, which it should be soon, um, I take the medicine the third through the seventh day of my cycle. So I take five um, doses of it. And then after that, I start tracking my ovulation. And once I'm ovulating, we try to conceive. Um, And then my doctor told me that we will try that for a few months or for a few cycles. And if it doesn't work, she'll switch me to Clomid. She put me on Femira first because she... It's a lower dosage um, and it doesn't have as severe side effects as Clomid can have. Um, it does still have some side effects. So she she, uh, she told my husband, it was funny, she didn't look at me when she said this. She actually looked directly at my husband and she said, one of the side effects is witchiness, um, you know, which basically means mood swings. Um, and it was just funny the way that she looked at my husband and told him, and didn't tell me to kind of, you know, prepare him that, you know, this is what will happen. And, you know, him and I talked before we even went to the appointment about whether or not we wanted to start fertility medicine, whether or not we thought this was um, our next option. And both of us agreed that we, you know, are willing to do whatever it takes, that we are obviously not being very successful doing it naturally. Um, and so another thing that she did talk to us about was that this medicine can lead to multiples. Um, it can be, it can even lead to more than twins. Um, and it's funny because twins are actually, um, a genetic trait of both my husband's and my family, and it is both of our generations that it would fall in. Um, and so do I think it's possible that we could have twins? I definitely do. Do I think it's possible that we could have multiple? Who knows? Um, but, you know, those are those are the things that can happen. There are other side effects, but they were, you know, not worth mentioning. There are always side effects to a lot of medicines, to every medicine, really. Um, but those were the two that were kind of, you know, the things that she made it a point to tell us. 
And so I'll let you guys know when I start the medicine and I'll let you know how that goes. I'll let you know if it, you know, actually makes me ovulate because that has been a struggle is I've had some cycles where I don't ovulate. Um, and that's been part of the problem is that, you know, I obviously can't get pregnant in my cycle if I'm not ovulating, no matter how much we try. And so hopefully this will help us. It will, you know, make my body do the things that it's supposed to do. And I will keep you guys updated. Hopefully this works. You know, if, if it doesn't, she said, we'll switch to Clomid. And if that doesn't work, she said, we'll start talking about other options, but I'm trying really hard to be optimistic. I feel like we've taken a good progressive step forward. You know, we're, we're going in the right direction. We're not at a standstill anymore. We're not feeling like we're stuck. We have some hope. We have some, you know, help and I'm optimistic trying not to get my hopes up too high, obviously, because we have been struggling for so long. And so I do try not to get my hopes up because when I get my hopes up and it doesn't happen, it's that much worse than when I don't get my hopes up and it doesn't happen. Um, But yeah, I'm trying to be optimistic. I'm hoping for the best and we'll see how it goes. Thank you guys again, as always, for listening. I hope that this podcast was a good one. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you found it helpful or encouraging. Um, And I'll see you guys on the next one.